What is going on, everybody? This is Connor, the co-host with the most, here back with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. Yes, this does sound very weird. There is no Zach entering the episode. He's been having some pretty bad internet issues, um, going robo and everything. So uh, we're having to roll without him, but we are still here. We're having another episode. We're going to be looking at, we're going to be previewing the NFL season. We're going to give our division predictions, our playoffs and Super Bowl predictions and our award predictions, including MVP. Um, Spoiler, we all have a different pick for that uh, particular award, so it's going to be interesting. And now I will introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's going on, guys? It's Eric, the ranting co-host here. Uh, Right now, I'm going to rant on Zach's internet connection (laughs) because it cost him being able to be here. Uh, Really sucks to not have Zach, but... uh, this is going to be a NFL content loaded episode, so hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nate here. Um, yeah, it's kind of bummed that Zach's not be able to, going to be able to with. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to be able with us tonight. Uh, <laughs> all right, there we go. Um, uh, bummed that Zach's not here, but I am excited to talk about um, real football. We kind of had. Uh, a little bit the past two weeks, but I'm glad like you know to get back into predictions and um, now we've had a, a whole preseason almost to you know see who's looking good and who's looking uh, rough. So yeah, ready to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. And Nate, I just noticed this. You know, I noticed that you uh, copy pasted Mac Jones's head on to you know Jared Sim <laughs> there, but I just realized yep. is that a Thanos gauntlet I see on his arm right there? <laughs> it is. <Yep. laughs> wow to take over the nfl (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right so yeah we're gonna go around the shield guys so as we previewed earlier this is going to be all about our nfl predictions we have our division predictions here um and awards and playoffs so it's definitely going to be an interesting season ahead so we're going to get right into it with the nfl i'm going to scroll down here um we will still mention zach's predictions because he is a little bit different on certain things um, but we're going to get going here with my favorite team's division, the AFC North. Um, so I guess I'll just share my prediction first. I have Cleveland winning the division. So I'm not a homer. No one can accuse me of that. You know, I have Cleveland winning the division. I have Baltimore in second. So you really know I'm not a homer because I don't even have the Steelers in second. Um, you know, I'm trying to be uh, unfortunately painfully realistic about this season, having us finishing third. I know Eric and Zach are very familiar with that when it comes to the Jaguars, you know, not having, you're not picking the Jaguars to win the division every year. Like I've kind of been with the Steelers. Um, And then I've got Cincinnati in last. Uh, Mainly why I have this order here is because Cleveland to me just seems like the best team in the division. Um, You know, they looked like the best at the end of last year and they really only got better in the off season. Um, They brought in John Johnson to uh, run the, to be in the secondary, they were able to draft some couple, a couple key pieces. You know, they drafted um, Newsom in the first round to beef up that secondary. And then I don't know how they managed to do this, but they managed to somehow get, uh, whoop, I don't know, what am I doing here? They managed to somehow draft JOK in the second round. I don't know how he managed to fall to them, but, you know, props to Cleveland for drafting him and picking him up. And really just, you know, I see the evo- I see Baker Mayfield. I don't know if I necessarily see him getting better. I just think he's going to, like, kind of keep the same trajectory. Um, you know, they still have that deadly rushing attack with Chubb and Hunt and obviously a really good offensive line. So I don't see too many weaknesses in Cleveland, really. 
Um, you know, I guess the secondary probably is still a little bit of a weakness, but, you know, they definitely did some things to improve that uh, by bringing in Johnson and drafting Newsom. Baltimore, for me, they're going to be the same team, basically. I just think, you know, Lamar Jackson's throwing is going to hold them back, unfortunately. Um, you know, and also the fact that J.K. Dobbins just went down with an ACL injury hurts them even more. So I don't see Baltimore being able to take over Cleveland unless Lamar Jackson can really, um, you know, work on that throwing and start looking like a true, more like a quarterback and less like a running back. <laughs> um and then, like I said, at the end here for the Steelers and the Bengals, um, Steelers, just a lot of question marks, unfortunately, with us. Uh, you know, I think the defense is going to be as strong as ever. The secondary, we did lose Steven Nelson to free agency. So, um, you know, going to be a little bit weaker in the secondary, but still have Minka Fitzpatrick, still have Joe Hayden. Um, and then the front seven is just as good as ever. I mean, TJ Watt on one end, you know, Stefan Tua and Cameron Hayward kind of more so in the middle. And then the linebacking core with Devin Bush, and uh, we recently traded for Joe Schobert. I think that was a great trade, get another inside linebacker. It's just more so the offense. Um, you know, I think Najee Harris is good, but the offensive line is a huge question mark, obviously. And, you know, you can't do anything in football without a good offensive line. So um, it's just really if they can get if the offensive line can show up. I think this team could easily finish in second. I don't know if they'll challenge for the division. Um, but they can finish in second if the offensive line can live their potential. And then I just don't see for Cincinnati, like, I think they didn't draft offensive line. I think Joe Burrow is just going to get sacked like 70 times this year, and that's going to hold them back. So, um, but that's enough for me. I know Eric has the exact same prediction as me, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Um, but Nate and Zach as well, they both still have Cleveland winning and Baltimore in second. But they both have Cincinnati in third and Pittsburgh actually coming in last in, in the division. So explain to me what the logic is there, Nate, why you think uh, Pittsburgh's going to finish last and Cincinnati third. Yeah, so I mean, I kind of um, struggle a little bit with those picks because I kind of could see it going either way. I think um, Pittsburgh's roster top to bottom, I think, um, is better, more talented, but they have been kind of inconsistent and especially if uh, Big Ben is going to go in as a starter again, it's like I could really see this kind of being the year where he really falls off. So, and then on the other side, I could see this being, you know, if Joe Burrow comes back healthy, he could, um, you know, kind of have a breakout year there. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like I could, I won't be surprised um, either way. I think those are going to be the two, like, third and fourth teams. But um, I just think uh, there's a possibility possibly a better chance that uh, it's the Bengals year rather than uh, the Steelers there. Yeah. Um, you know, I sure hope that doesn't happen. That would be, a, <laughs> right. it's been a, the Steelers have not had a losing season in my lifetime. So see them. Well, actually that's not true since I've really been watching. Cause I think when I was like, you know, two or three years old, like 2001, 2002, we weren't very good, but really since I've been, you know, old enough to truly watch and follow, we haven't had a losing season. So seeing us come in last place in the division would be a little bit of little bit of hurt. But, you know, I guess a lot of people would say that, you know, it's about time that happened because the Steelers have been so dominant for so long. So um, but I am going to send it right back to Nate, because now we're going to talk about his favorite team's division, uh, the AFC East and the New England Patriots. So, Nate, take it away. Yeah, so. Um, the AFC East, I think, is looking 
Um, pretty interesting this year. I'll go through um, my picks and kind of talk about uh, same thing. Talk about uh, my reasoning. Um, I've got kind of something that might have seemed like a bit of a surprise after last season, but I have the Pats uh, pick to win the division. Um, and then I've got the Shocker Bills. Shocker there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll explain it. it's not uh, a favorite team thing, but um, then I've got the Bills in second place, uh, the Dolphins in third, and the Jets uh, coming in last. Um, so I've got, I picked the Patriots to win the division just because I think going back to last year, they were very close to making the playoffs, um, even with the really bottom tier roster they had. I mean, they've replaced so many players in free agency that I think they do have a chance to, um, make the playoffs and win the division. I think that, um, the bills should be right up there with them, but I think, Again, going back to last year with those um, two times they played each other, it was very close. The first time, the Patriots basically choked um, that game. And the second time, they got blown out uh, like week 16 or 17 or something like that after the team had kind of, you know, been through the ringer and the Bills were getting hot and going into their playoff run. Um, but I think that's kind of um, my, I guess you could say, like surprise or like upset pick is for the uh, Patriots to win the AFC East. Um, and the Bills, I think they're not going to obviously do bad. They'll be right up there with them, and I think they'll make uh, definitely make the playoffs. And then the Dolphins, and um, the Dolphins are, I think, doing a decent job with their rebuild as well. Um, if Tua makes another step forward, they could um, potentially um, surprise people this year. But I think overall, them and the Jets are kind of going to be uh, the bottom dwellers there. Yeah, so... So, so Nate has New England winning, Buffalo second, Miami third, the Jets last. Um, Eric and I, we both have Buffalo winning the division. We both actually have Miami over New England. So uh, Nate has New England winning, but Eric and I have New England in third ahead of the Jets. So Eric, uh, talk to me about why you think New England's going to finish below Buffalo and Miami, unlike Nate, who's got them above both of them. Yeah, so New England made a lot of moves uh, this offseason, and I could maybe see them getting second place, but I definitely don't have them winning the division just because I just think Buffalo is just too good. I mean, uh, Josh Allen improved a lot last season. Uh, Stephon Diggs was obviously a fantastic addition for them. I mean, they just look like a, you know the best team. They struggled against KC in the playoffs, but I mean, this is still a really good team, and to me, looking at the four teams in the division, like, it's not even close. Uh, but then the reason why I have Miami second is because a lot of times when these teams in NFL, in the NFL and free agency, when they have a ton of cap space and they go out and they bring in a bunch of people on paper, it looks really good. But for whatever reason, it seems to fail a lot of the times uh i've unfortunately experienced this a lot with the jaguars well like 80 million in cap space we bring in like five or six big names and you think oh we're gonna be good now and then we're still like not good i don't know i i don't i guess because of bringing in that many people and then letting go so many other people it kind of i guess it like it affects the team chemistry and they don't have enough time to you know come together since they're a new basically a newly formed team and it just it takes time 
So I, I don't think New England's going to be quite ready yet. So that's why I've got them uh, finishing third. Connor, do you feel any differently on this? I mean, I know we picked the same standings, but do you have any other different feelings about this? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you that Buffalo is far and away the best team in this division. Um, I did really have a like head scratching moment, like deep think, I guess, about whether between Miami and New England. Zach, by the way, has New England in second ahead of Miami, still has Buffalo winning. Um, obviously, we all agree the Jets are going to be in the cellar because sorry, Jets fans, but your team is trash, um, especially now, that, especially since Carl Lawson also just went down. So like your best player basically is out for the season now. So um, way to go, Connor. Any Jets fan listening to it is out. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Miami, it just takes time for a team to get used to each other. I mean, I know if there's any coach out there that can probably do it, it's Bill Belichick. But, you know, I it's and also really the thing that sets them apart for me or puts Miami above New England is just because that's the reason. Because really, I think they're kind of even at the quarterback position. Like, I think, you know, you've got Tua in Miami who, you know, he can step up and play. But, you know, he needs to do it consistently because he had good games last year, but he also had really bad games. So but the rest of the team, I think, is really solid and they're bringing back, you know, the same key pieces. And that defense is fantastic. Um, Whereas like New England, they're going to have an interesting time with, you know, trying to juggle Cam Newton and Mac Jones. So I think that could be an issue. You know, anytime there's really like a quarterback battle slash controversy, it kind of hurts teams really. And, you know, who knows how long this one's going to go on, because honestly, out of all the teams that, you know, like San Francisco, New England, and Chicago, this one I think could honestly last the longest. Like I could see Fields taking over like week three, and I could see Trey Lance taking over like week three or four. But this honestly, I mean, who knows if Mac Jones is going to see the field um, this season, in my opinion. But, you know, obviously if Cam starts to struggle, there's going to be the all calls for Mac Jones. Like, oh, well, now we need Mac Jones. and But then Mac Jones is going to struggle, and then there's going to be the all like, oh, well, you should have kept Cam in. Like, so I think that's going to hurt them, honestly, um, and that's why I have them third. But now we'll go back to Eric to talk about the AFC West with the defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. For sure, guys. So my take on the AFC West is pretty similar to last year where I mean, Kansas City is the obvious favorite to get it. Uh, I think out of all of these divisions in the AFC, I think, they're like the most solidified to win the division. Like some of these other divisions, you could maybe maybe make a case for the team that's not the favorite to win. But I just I don't see the Raiders, Chargers, or Broncos posing any threat to the Chiefs. Uh, and we all reflect that. I mean, we all have Kansas City in first. Um, the only differences we have because we also all have Denver finishing last. I. I just don't like their quarterback situation. Like I've seen people online, they're like, is it going to be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? I, for me, I I just don't really think it's going to matter. Like Teddy Drew Bridgewater Locke, week one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was excited for, for Drew Locke. Like I, when he first came into the NFL, like I, I didn't have, I didn't think he was going to be like elite necessarily, but I, I thought he could be pretty good, but, but he struggled and is a, uh, our, Native Panthers fans will tell you who uh, had Teddy Bridgewater last year. You know, he's the king of checking it down, dinking and dunking. Like, he's not going to provide, like, an exciting spark for that offense or anything. I mean, the the Broncos do have a pretty good defense, but I just don't see them 
getting out of the cellar yet. I they they got to get a better quarterback on this team, and you know they they're lacking some other pieces too. But I guess the only like like debate where we have differences is between the Raiders and Chargers for who's going to get second or third. Um, I have the Raiders finishing second. Nate has the Raiders finishing second. Um, I'm not. I didn't see. I'm not sure who Zach has. Zach uh, has the Raiders second too. Okay, so we all have the same except Connor has the Chargers in second, uh, and then the Raiders third. But uh, for me, I like a lot of the moves the you know Raiders made. Uh, uh, especially bringing in Yannick Ngakwe on the defense. Like, obviously, as a Jaguars fan, I've had a head-scratching, you know, relationship with him. But I do have to admit he is, you know, a good player. And he struggled at times bouncing around, you know, from team to team with the trades and all that. But I think now that he's in a more stable situation, I think he's going to bring a great pass-rushing element to that team. Um, I like that they got Kenyon Drake on offense to pair with Josh Jacobs. They can have a nice, you know, tandem there. You know, Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Like, I, I really like a lot of the pieces the Raiders have. I do like Justin Herbert better than Derek Carr. But for me, the Chargers lost a lot in the secondary. And I think that's really going to hinder them going forward this season. Um, so it's not. For me, it's not necessarily like, oh, it's obvious the Raiders are going to get second. Like, this is a pretty going to be a pretty close battle, I think. But I am giving the edge to the Raiders here. But Connor, since you picked the Chargers to be second, um, explain your thoughts on that and why you have them above the Raiders. Yeah, for me, it's pretty much just like I don't know. I kind of see the Chargers as like kind of somewhat developing into a KC like team where I feel like this offense is going to carry this team. And, like, it's going to be – like, the defense is going to be bad. I mean, I'll just say that. The defense isn't going to be great. I don't know. I mean, they still have some good pieces on the defense. Like, they have Derwin James. They still have Chris Harris. Um, You know, obviously, if Joey Bosa can stay healthy, he's really good. So, they have some good pieces. It's just overall the defense is pretty bad. Um, But definitely what sets them apart is this offense. I mean – you know, Justin Herbert is clearing away the better quarterback, in my opinion, than Derek Carr. And I think he's just going to take another step forward. Um, you know, Austin Eckler is a really good dual threat running back. Um, you know, I know obviously we thought he was good because we picked him in our uh, podcast fantasy league. So, yes, um, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, the good news for Austin Eckler and Herbert is that this offensive line got a major like boost. Last in the, during the offseason, you know, they drafted Rashawn Slater. He's supposed to be a, like he's the second best tackle behind Penny Sowell. Um, so he's going to be a good addition. They were able to bring in Corey Lindsley from Green Bay, probably arguably the best center in the league at the moment. And they managed to get Brian Balaga to come to the team from Green Bay, another good tackle. So this offensive line got a major upgrade. So Justin Herbert's going to have more time to throw the ball, get it to Keenan Allen, get it to Mike Williams. Um, and also Austin Eckler is going to have running lanes opening up. So um, I just think the Chargers, like I said, I think this offense is far and away better than the uh, Raiders. I don't trust Josh Jacobs really anymore. Like he had a really good rookie season, but he was pretty up and down last year. And I don't know if I really see him having any more growth um, to go with his game. And I don't really, and Kenyon Drake, like he's good, but he's kind of more of just like a serviceable, you know, career backup, honestly. Um, and Derek Carr is like, you know, I think people have trusted him for far too long in the Raiders. I mean, I honestly think they probably should have moved on from him, but 
you know, he's still there and he's still decent, but I just got to give the edge to the Chargers because that offense for sure. All right. And so now we will move on to the AFC South to talk about, you know, Eric and Zach's favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Uh, I almost did a Duval there. I thought about it. I, <laughs> but, uh, I, Please I, no. I, I, I won't just to, just since Connor's hosting this, I'll, I won't do it. But um, yeah, so this division is uh, definitely probably the weakest in the AFC. Obviously, as a Jags fan, I hate to say that, but um, unfortunately for me, too, I have the Titans winning the division again. Um, I'm pretty, pretty sure we all had that. Um, I do think the Titans are vulnerable because I think they – they lost some uh, key pieces. They did get Julio Jones in, but they lost a pretty good amount of, uh, they lost some good talent, but the problem is I just don't think Indianapolis, Jacksonville or Houston is going to be able to overtake them. Um, and then especially Houston, I've, we've all got them last. Uh, most likely Watson's not going to be playing and their quarterback situation is bad. They've lost, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, J.J. Watt. I mean, pretty much everybody that's good on this team, you know, they've lost them. And so, like, the Texans are in full rebuild mode right now, so I don't see them getting anywhere or contending. And then in terms of the battle for second and third, I have the Colts over the Jags. Um, I just don't think the Jags are quite ready yet. Like, we talked about them last week as being, we as a group ranked them second out of ten on the most – interesting teams to watch. I do think they are a very interesting team to watch, but I just think the Colts are a better team. Uh, the only thing I think that could get Jacksonville over the top is if like Wentz were to like, get, I mean, he's obviously injured right now. And uh, you know, I, I, from what I'm hearing though, he's not expected to miss too much time. So that's why I have the Colts. If he, if his injury had put him like out for the season, I'd probably move Jacksonville up, but uh, he looks like he should be ready to go, though, like in not too long. And I just don't think the Jaguars are quite ready yet to make a leap. But again, like I said, though, too, I don't think any of these teams are ready to challenge Tennessee. I think this division is theirs to lose. Um, but Nate is more optimistic than me about the Jaguars. He has them second over the Colts. So, uh, Nate, let me know why I'm wrong and let me know why my Jaguars are going to do better than the Colts. Um, yeah, so I don't necessarily think you're wrong at all. Um, I just feel like I'm just kind of, I guess I might just be buying into the hype after the last two preseason games, but I just, for some reason, feel pretty optimistic about the Jags. Um, I, I do like the moves they made in the off season. I don't think they're like, you know, a clear cut playoff team or anything like that. But I just think like the uncertainty that the Colts have been having, um, at the quarterback position with Carson Wentz's injury, um, and I think T.Y. Hilton might be missing some time now. Um, it's kind of like overall, I think their roster is um, as as good or maybe even better as the Jags, but it's just um, the past years have kind of had trouble, I think, getting over the hump. Um, I think Tennessee is still like the clear-cut best team in the division, but um, I think really it's um, kind of like a toss-up to me between the Jags uh, and the Colts for that next spot. Like I could definitely see the Jags um, uh, sweeping the Colts uh, this year. Obviously, Houston's definitely going to be the bottom dweller. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I guess it's just uh, optimism. It's not really a, um, 
like a definite reason why I think they're gonna um, be much better than last year, other than uh, just Trevor Lawrence being there and um, you know a couple of additions like Shaq Griffin and some of those guys. Yeah, definitely is a difficult pick. I know. Basically, for me, I guess, you know, I'm the same as Eric. Um, Zach, by the way, has the Jacks also finishing second. He's got the same as Nate with Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indy, and then Houston. Um, The problem for me right now really is, you know, it's kind of like every day I feel less and less confident about picking the Colts second just because the Colts are getting hit by the injury bug already. Like, you know, it looks like Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson really won't miss that much time. I mean, it sounds like Carson Wentz. From what I've heard, it looks like he's going to play week one. If not, then he definitely should play week two. Um, kind of the same for Quentin Nelson. So, you know, that's good news for the Colts. But then, you know, like Nate mentioned, now T.Y. Hilton looks like he might miss some time. And also, they just lost their starting left tackle for the year to an injury. So, like, the Colts are really having bad luck right now with this injury bug. Because, um, honestly, if I look at the rosters, you know, obviously the Jags also lost Travis Etienne to a season-ending injury. So, you know, that's not good for them. But in terms of talent and experience, I think the Colts are easily the better team just because the Jaguars, you know, this is a very young team that doesn't have a lot of experience. Um, you know, potentially next year, I think the Jaguars could make some noise. You know, if Trevor Lawrence really lives up to his potential, um, you know, if they can get ETN back and get a good tandem with him and Robinson going and, you know, whatnot, it's just, you know, the Jaguars are just too young right now. And also I think their defense is far worse than the Colts. I think the Colts, they're going to have to get carried this year by Jonathan Taylor and the defense because their offense, you know, the rest of their offense, like with Wentz and the receivers is looking worse every day. So it's difficult. I will agree for that one. Um, And it's really interesting too, just to look at this dynamic because, you know, it's such a toss up between Indy and Jacksonville, but it's not like, I think we could all agree that, like, we don't think either of these teams are going to make the playoffs. It's not like, you know, with Miami and New England where, like, you know, those two teams could be fighting for playoff seating or even a playoff spot, whereas this is just kind of, like, for pride, basically, honestly, like, who gets second and third. Um, so, yeah, so that's the AFC wrapped up. Um, you know, some a positive outlook, I guess, for New England and uh, somewhat positive for the, the Jaguars, not positive for my team, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, like I said, maybe it's about time for the Steelers to not do well for once. Uh, but now we're going to move on to the NFC North. We're going to go same order, North, East, West, and South. Um, talking about Caleb's favorite team here, the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, we all have Green Bay winning the division. I think it's pretty clear cut in my mind that Green Bay is the easy favorite for this division. You know, there was all the drama with Aaron Rodgers in the off season. Like, is he going to come back? Is he going to play? Is he going to go host Jeopardy? Like we didn't know what he was going to do. Um, but now pretty much, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's back. He's going to play. Um, you know, he's got this. It's pretty much the same team from last year. Like he's still got Aaron Jones back there. He's still got Devontae Adams. Um, the defense is still pretty much the same. You know, you still have Zadarius Smith and, um, a couple of those other key pieces there. The offensive line, I will say, did get a little bit worse. Obviously, they lost Corey Lindsley and Brian Balaga during the offseason. So that's going to be a little bit of a question mark. But the rest of the Packers offensive line is coming back, and it was one of the best units in the league last year. They still obviously have David Bakhtiari, who's arguably the best tackle in the game at the moment. So um, not too much bad things to say about the Packers. Honestly, I just think they... You know, they, it's like they've been there and done this before. Um, 
you know, maybe I'm trying to end the Packers hate on this podcast because so many times we've tried to pick the Packers to not win stuff on this podcast. But for once, we're finally all, you know, giving the Packers their due diligence here and watch. Now that we all picked them to win the division, they're probably going to have a terrible season and not even make the playoffs. So um, sorry, Caleb, if we jinx you. But really, and then also, we all have Detroit finishing last. Um, you know, it, the, Detroit, it's kind of the same for them as, like, all the rest of the easy seller dwellers, like the Jets and the Texans. Like, Detroit's going to be fighting for that number one pick. Um, you know, they lost Stafford. Obviously, that was the big thing. And they lost Marvin Jones to the Jaguars. And, you know, they just, the Jags are in a bad place right now. Or the Jags? The Lions are in a bad place right now. Um, you know, it's like, like I said, we're reversing trends on this podcast. It's like we always like to hate on the Packers. And it seemed like we always kind of overhyped the Lions, too, especially Zach and I did that. Uh, we tried to pick them finishing second a couple of years. But now we're all kind of coming back to reality and realizing they're the Lions and picking them last. The real battle, obviously, is going to be for second and third between the Vikings and the Bears. Kind of like it seems like a trend here for most of these divisions. It's between second and third. Um, the Vikings... I'm going to give them the edge again just because of, you know, just because of the quarterback problem. Um, you know, I do think Fields takes over sometime week three or four, but it's going to take him a little bit to get used to the game. And obviously, we don't know if he's going to even be, you know, the star-studded prospect that some people think he's going to be. You know, Ohio State has a really bad track record with quarterbacks in the NFL, so who knows if Fields is going to be that guy or not. Obviously, the team around him is pretty good. He's got David Montgomery and Allen Robinson to play alongside, and that defense is still pretty good. But, you know, kind of the same reason, I guess, why I have Indianapolis over Chicago is just, you know, they've kind of – or why I had Indianapolis over the Jags and why I have Minnesota over Chicago here is just, you know, they've been there, done that. Kirk Cousins is obviously not the best quarterback in the world. I don't trust him as far as I could throw him, but they do still have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Justin Jefferson, you know, had a fantastic rookie season. He's looking to break out uh, in his sophomore year. Um, you know, they still have Adam Thielen over there. And the defense is, you know, it's it's getting there. It's still not great, but, you know, Mike Zimmer will be able to, I think he'll be able to get just enough out of this defense that Minnesota takes second place in the division. Um, but Eric is the different one on this one where he's got Chicago over Minnesota. So why do you have Chicago taking second over Minnesota? Yeah, Connor, you said it. Uh, you said it for me yourself, and you said you can't trust Kirk Cousins as far as you can throw him. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm not a believer in him. My reasoning for almost picking Minnesota to be second though was just because of the QB situation in Chicago. I, I, I think they need to put Fields in right away. I don't. I think if they mess around and wait too long, that that could cost them. But if they come to their senses and play Fields right away, I think they have a better team around him than the Vikings do, uh, especially defensively. I don't really like the Vikings defense that much. And I don't know, Kirk Cousins has already had times where he struggled. And I feel like eventually it's just, it's just going to happen where he just starts to get even worse. And I don't know. I've always been, I've always been more of the Chicago believer on this podcast than the rest of y'all. Uh, I know in the past I picked him to win the division when y'all didn't and stuff like that, but I'm still a believer in Khalil Mack. I'm still a big believer in Allen Robinson. Like as long as they got guys like that on the team, uh, I'm still a believer. And if they get fields in there quicker, uh, then this will be the, 
you know, best quarterback that they've had since we started doing this podcast. So I am definitely more of a believer in the Bears and the Vikings. And uh, and I will say, I think Caleb was probably liking everything you were saying, Connor, there until that very last comment. I don't know how he's going to feel about that. So <laughs> just remember, Caleb, Connor said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry, because, uh, you know, we just talked about Caleb's team. So now we're going to get to talk about Sean's team here with the Eagles and the NFC East and also uh, Susan's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. So, Eric, take it away. Yeah, so, yes, we are going to talk about Susan's favorite team, the Cowboys. She's not going to be well, happy obviously, with And uh, obviously like, Eric's favorite team, the New York football Giants. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, Connor, we're on speaker. You know, like, I'm already about to be in trouble here anyway. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Susan's not going to like my pick. Uh, my, my biggest problem with the Cowboys is just their defense. I mean, their offense is – they basically got the same offense as last year. Uh, you know, they should be, Dak should be coming back healthy. You know, Zeke's still a solid running back. They've got great weapons. Like, I mean, if the defense was as good as the offense could be, like this could be a Super Bowl team. But my problem is, is just their defense is just so bad. I mean, I remember, I mean, there were games last year where they were giving up 40 points and they did, they didn't make enough moves to really give me any reason to believe that that things are going to change I mean they they drafted Micah Parsons like I think he can be a pretty good linebacker for them and but linebacker was already the one thing that they were like that they were at least pretty solid at like whereas it's their defensive line and their secondary is just awful I mean I don't I don't know how else to put it like I'm really worried about them. I'm hopeful I'm wrong, obviously, you know, because like I've said before in the podcast, you know, happy wife, happy life. So, you know, you know, Dallas, I'd really like if y'all could win some more games this year so that Susan could be happy and, you know, make sure our relationship keeps going smoothly and everything. So uh, please start with, please, please. I mean, sh- shouldn't she be, shouldn't she be wishing that the Jaguars do better for you too? <laughs> well, there's no like happy husband saying, you know, that's so. true. <laughs> I mean, obviously, she'll be happy for me if the Jags do good. I'll be happy for her if the Cowboys do good. But, like, come on, Dallas. Like, I, I know I'm predicting you to finish third, but prove me wrong here, please. But my thing is, is that I've got Washington and the Giants ahead of them because they have much better defenses than Dallas. Um, their offenses aren't as good, but I I really like the weapons, though, that Washington has. Uh, they've got Terry McLaurin. they got Gibson at running back. And... And Fitzmagic is coming into town. I, he's, I don't know how he's still going, but, you know, he just keeps finding a way. And he is inconsistent, but he has games where he shows flashes and can be really good. And while the NFC East is not a good division overall, I think he's going to do just enough to get them over the top. And then for the Giants, while I, I don't trust Daniel Jones, but, you know, they got Saquon Barkley coming back healthy. They've got Evan Ingram. and. I don't know if he'll stay healthy or not either, but they brought in Kenny Galladay. So I do like what they have on offense and as well as their defense. And then unfortunately for my friend Joseph, who's joining our fantasy league this year, who's an Eagles fan, um, I have the Eagles getting last. I I just don't really like their situation. They, they're already having you know some injuries as well. And I don't know if I trust uh, you know Jalen Hurts enough to – 
be the starter. And then they just traded for Gardner Minshew from the Jags. So that's adding even more uncertainty. I mean, obviously he's not going to come in and start over Hertz or anything, but I know I've seen some Eagles fans that were kind of scratching their heads about that, wondering like why they felt like they needed to bring Minshew in. So there's just a lot going on in Philly and they're going to need more time, I think. Um, so let me see here. Looking at who we've got here. So I'm going to, let's see. Yeah, Connor and Nate are both uh, different. Yeah, we, we actually have quite a bit different. So I yeah, guess I'm, I'm going to go to Nate here because yeah. Nate has the Cowboys first, uh, who I have third. And then he also has the Giants, who I have second, finishing last. So Nate's got a quite a bit different of an outlook here. So uh, Nate, explain your picks and... You know, just like, again, how, how I had you talk about why the Jags were going to do better than what I predicted. You know, let Susan know why the Cowboys are going to do better than I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think the NFC East, it seems like year in, year out, is just almost kind of like a toss-up there. Like, um, I know last year was just, like, outrageously bad. Um, there was, like, a losing team was going to make the playoffs and all that. I don't think it's going to be quite you know, that kind of a mess this year. Um, I think Dallas and Washington are actually set up to, you know, with decent rosters there. And I think um, Dallas, I think it's going to be huge getting Dak Prescott back. I mean, he was on fire the first few games last season. And granted, the defense, he up a ton of points, and they lost, I think, the majority of those games when he played. But he put up um, crazy numbers. And if he can um kind of come back healthy and be in that uh at that level again they still got Zeke Elliott um they got um CD Lamb who might take another step forward I, so I think it's like I think they have enough firepower to um match up at least with anybody in the NFC East I think they're definitely better uh, on paper than Philadelphia and and the uh Giants and I think Washington is um I like the Fitzpatrick trade or um um acquisition actually i think he's gonna be a good um vet for them but i think um dallas um at their peak is better than uh washington at you know their best case scenario this year so um i'm giving them the edge and then um i i think washington is definitely the second best team though and the other two are kind of still in their rebuild there yeah i definitely agree that i think it's between dallas and washington um dallas I mean, I have to agree with Eric. I just think the defense is going to hold them back. They're just too bad. Um, and then the Giants, like, you know, Evan Ingram's already getting hurt. Kenny Galladay seems like he's already somewhat getting hurt. Saquon Barkley's injury prone. And I definitely don't trust Daniel Jones. So, um, honestly, I think the it's really like a battle between Washington and Dallas for first and second, and then the Giants and Eagles for third and fourth. Um, but let's go on, and then just to share Zach, Zach has uh, Dallas winning Washington in second, um, and then Giants and Philly third and fourth. So he's kind of got the same as me there, like battle between Dallas and Washington, and then Giants and Philly for last. So um, let's move on to the NFC West, and we'll let Nate talk about the NFC West. Yeah, so um, this is another division I think is kind of interesting. I um it's kind of gone through um, a lot of like reorganizing the past few years. I think um, Seattle was kind of the top dog for a while, and then uh, the Rams went to the Super Bowl, and then they kind of fell back, and the Niners took over, and then now, now they're kind of middle of the pack again. Um, I think this year um, I have the Rams coming in um, on top, 
and then I've got the Cardinals in second place, uh, 49ers third, and then Seattle um, in last. I think it is going to be between uh, the Rams and the Cardinals with, um, I really don't believe uh, in San Francisco this year. It's kind of just hard for me to, um, you know, really get behind Jimmy G as their quarterback. We've kind of talked about this a few times in various episodes. I just don't really have a lot of faith in him um, as a real, like, difference maker at quarterback there. So they've got a decent roster, but I don't see them uh, really pushing a lot of teams. You know, they'll probably have a winning record maybe, but I'm not expecting a whole lot out of them. So it really comes down to me. And then you know, in Seattle, again, that's kind of a rebuilding uh, roster there. I'm not expecting a whole lot from them either. So for me, I think the Rams are just overall one of the best rosters, again, in the NFL. I think having Matt Stafford come in and replace Jared Goff, I think, is just going to be a boost. I think he's more dynamic and um, can offer more. Plus, he's got that uh, veteran experience. There's no, you know, really um, situation that should be unfamiliar to him. So I think uh, that's going to be a good move for the team. And, you know, loaded with guys like Aaron Donald and... Um, just guys all over that defense that should have them ready to contend week in and week out again. So I think they're going to be a tough out for anybody. And the Cardinals, I think, are going to be just a step behind them. But I do agree. We'll get into the MVP picks in a minute. But I do agree with Zach that uh, Kyler Murray is going to have, I think, potentially a massive year. And I think they could be sneaky and really surprise some people and come in uh, second place in that division. Yeah, I definitely agree that the Rams are the best team in the division, um, top to bottom. They're one of the best teams in the NFC, top to bottom. So, um, you know, Zach has the same division predictions as Nate, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. Um, I have a little bit more faith in the 49ers. I think, you know, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl just, you know, a couple of years ago. So, and it's pretty much the same team um, other than, you know, Trey Lance is, and Jimmy G are fighting for the quarterback spot. So I have a little bit more faith in them. I definitely think it's going to be very close between San Francisco and Arizona. I could easily see, you know, all three of these top three teams making the playoffs, especially with that seventh wild card. Um, I definitely think all three of them are going to make it, but Eric actually has the 49ers winning the division over the presumptive favorite LA Rams. So Eric, why do you have the 49ers over the Rams? Yeah. So the vibe I'm getting from the 49ers is like the 2017 Jaguars. Like you've got a great defense. You've got a solid run game. You know, you've got some decent you know, weapons, you don't have like the most elite weapons, but you know, you got some good weapons. And obviously what the only difference that I'm seeing between them and the 2017 Jags is obviously they have an amazing tight end and Kittle, but you know, uh, but then the main thing that's common is the great defense and then the kind of mediocre quarterback situation. I, but I think that this defense is going to carry the 49ers to a lot of wins I think they'll win some games that they probably shouldn't win during the season. Like we're going to get to our playoff predictions in a minute, but I think they're going to, I think they're going to come back. I mean, last year, I know most people have been like, Oh, well, you know, Super Bowl hangover, but they had a lot of injuries. Like just like the injuries we were talking about with the Colts earlier, like that's what happened. The, the 49ers were that team last year. I mean, they were losing, everybody to injury and you know including most of their best players but they still were like scrappy and they fought hard and you know like they 
they beat like the Rams and they beat the Seahawks. Like they they beat they won games that it just seemed like they shouldn't have won last year with you know a lot of backups in the game. Whereas so you know they've got everybody back healthy. If they stay healthy, I I can see them stealing the division. I guess this is kind of like my upset pick uh, out of the you know for the divisional races. I know most people probably won't pick the 49ers, but um, if they can get this quarterback situation figured out, I, I really like their chances. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now we're going to close with the NFC South, probably uh, one of the most more boring divisions that we're going to talk about here, mainly just because Zach isn't here, unfortunately, um, because Eric and Nate and I all have the same Tampa Bay first, New Orleans, second Carolina, third Atlanta last Uh, Zach actually has Atlanta in second um, ahead of New Orleans and Carolina. I'm guessing Zach, uh, he definitely thinks that Kyle Pitts and, uh, the Falcons are going to do a lot better this year for me. I mean, obviously, defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, you know, I don't see any reason why they're not going to win it this year. Uh, New Orleans, too many questions at quarterback for me to really, you know, contend with Tampa Bay. The rest of the team is still the same, though. So that's why I think it's pretty safe picking New Orleans second. You know, they still got Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas should be coming back healthy this year. Um, you know, the defense is largely unchanged other than Trey Hendrickson leaving, but I don't think that's a huge loss. Um, so New Orleans is definitely there. Carolina, really what's going to hold them back um, is really Sam Darnold, in my opinion. You know, McCaffrey is going to be healthy. Um, they have a young up-and-coming defense, but I think Sam Darnold's going to hold them back big time. Um, if there's any potential, like, change in this, in my opinion, I could see Carolina going up to second if Darnold actually can live up to that potential. Um, but I think he's going to hold them back. And then Atlanta, for me, they're just in, in rebuild mode, honestly. Like, Kyle Pitts is really intriguing and everything, but, um, you know, Matt Ryan, I think, is going to keep regressing. Uh, and then this, they really still haven't done anything to improve that awful defense of theirs. So I just don't see how Atlanta's really going to go anywhere this year. Like, they have way too many questions outside of Kyle Pitts, really. And also, like I said, I think Matt Ryan's going to regress more, so... I'm um, just going to keep it quick on the South. Like I said, since we all have the same predictions. Um, yeah. So now we're going to, that's the divisions out of the way. Now we're going to move on to awards and playoffs. We're going to start with the awards. Um, and I'm going to send it over to Eric for probably the most, I don't know, I guess I'd call it obvious pick um, here in our awards. And that's going to be offensive rookie of the year. And talk to us about the Jags future superstar potentially offensive rookie of the year quarterback trevor lawrence yes trevor lawrence will win rookie of the year that's it no, okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i mean the only other person i could see challenging for it would be zach wilson just because the other quarterbacks uh you know are probably not starting week one they're they who knows exactly when they're even going to play and then, of course, ETN suffered a season-ending injury. I don't not, – with Najee Harris being more of a power back, I don't see – I don't really see him contending for it. Uh, so I think it's just between Trevor and Zach Wilson. But I think Trevor has the better weapons around him. Uh, I, so I think as a result, he's going to put up better numbers. And I, I, I think it's a pretty slam dunk that he's going to take this. Yeah, for sure. I think uh... – Trevor Lawrence, like I said, we all, all four of us have him winning it. This kind of feels similar to like 
you know, I know most of us, we all picked Joe Burrow last year. Um, so pretty much unless Lawrence gets hurt, I think it would be a shock to see him not win this. Um, so then we're going to go over this year. We've added, we actually forgot about this last year, but this year we are all predicting our potential defensive player of the year. Um, now the three of us, me, Eric and Nate all have TJ Watt finally hoisting that award this year. I know, you know, he was, he lost out to Stefan Gilmore in 2019. And then, you know, if you ask me, in my opinion, he got robbed last year when they gave it to Aaron Donald over him. I think he definitely deserved it. Um, but this year, I think he's going to have a better chance just because I think, you know, obviously the Steelers, the defense is still going to be really good, but I think it's slightly worse this year. So honestly, in a way, I think that's better for him because I think one thing that probably, you know, maybe a couple of those voters that were on, because he only lost it by like five votes or something last year. I think a couple of those voters that were on the fence were maybe thinking like, oh, well, you know, he's got all these other superstars around him on the defense and that's what, you know, kind of holds him back from winning this award in their opinion. I think that's going to, like I said, the defense is going to be a little bit worse and it's going to help him because he's still going to be his usual dominant self. But now it's like, okay, well, like, you know, the defense isn't as good. He's still really good. So um, give the award to TJ Watt. So hopefully, you know, crossing my fingers, it's been a long time coming for TJ. He's one of the most dominant edge rushers and defensive players in the league. And, you know, honestly, just for a nice change of pace, it'd be kind of boring to see Aaron Donald win it again. Um, Just because I feel like he's the, you know, the, perennial pick at this point kind of like how you know for the a long time tom brady was always in the mvp talk it's like aaron donald's always in the defensive player of the year talk so uh, i've got so i've got tj watt zach actually has miles garrett winning the award which i definitely could see that happening too um you know uh, most of us we're going to get to it later you know have cleveland going pretty far this year so um, and Miles Garrett, obviously, he was in the running for it last year. Uh, he kind of fell off a little bit towards the end of the year, and it kind of became a two-way race between Watt and Donald. But Miles Garrett definitely uh, is going to be in the conversation, I agree, for sure. Now, for Defensive Rookie of the Year, this is definitely the one category where there's no real favorite, in my opinion. Um, and it's really hard to kind of pick someone who you think is going to win because – you know, the top defensive draft picks this year were corners, but it seems like corners always struggle in their first year for, you know, just to adjust to the NFL. So um, I myself am picking Quiddy Pay. Um, Zach is picking Zayvon Collins. And then Eric is picking Micah Parsons. And Nate picking is, is also picking Quiddy Pay like myself. So I guess I'll let uh, I'll let Nate go first uh, since we both pick Quiddy Pay. What is giving Quiddy Pay the slight edge for you in this event and this award race. Yeah. So for me, um, I think offensive rookie of the year is a lot easier to pick usually just because um, there's usually a couple of front runners coming into the season, but defense always seems like um, a guy always kind of breaks out like in the middle that you might not have expected uh, and just puts up like huge numbers. And uh, you know, sometimes it's like a, someone you could predict like a top pick, but um in any event, it's usually a player that puts up the best stats um, relative to their peers. I think the awards voters really love stats over, you know, maybe um, actual like performance or like impact on their new roster. Um, so I think that's why I wanted to go with the edge rusher. They're usually front runners because obviously if a guy gets 15 sacks as a rookie, that's, you know, pretty easy to pick them as the guy there. So I think um, Pay has a pretty good chance to do that. Um, in Indy, he's got you know a decent uh, supporting cast around him, so 
I think out of anybody, it's probably, you know, a safe bet that if he stays healthy, um, he could put up some good numbers and at least be in consideration for the award. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that supporting cast in Indy is really going to help him, you know, shine and put up those numbers. But Eric, you know, he's kind of going the opposite direction. He's taking a player who, you know, he thinks is going to shine on a what's an otherwise really bad defense. So uh, really quickly, Eric, why do you think Micah Parsons is going to win this award? Yeah, Susan might not have liked my prediction of where the Cowboys would finish, but she will like me having Micah Parsons as Defensive Rookie of the Year. So hopefully I made up for it a little bit here. Um, I, I kind of what you talked about with you know, TJ Watt maybe having a better chance at the DPOY, like I can see that for Parsons. Like even if the Cowboys defense isn't good overall, like if he's you know balling out and getting a lot of tackles or you know, getting a lot of pressures or maybe sacks. Like if he's getting a lot of numbers in a lot of different ways and kind of carrying the defense, I, I, I could see him getting it. You know, people would be, if this happens and people would say, well, man, the, you know, the Cowboys defense struggles a lot, but man, it, it sure isn't because of Michael Parsons. Like he's doing everything he can. So that that's why I have him there. Like linebackers have a good chance of getting, a lot of numbers in a lot of different ways they can get interceptions sacks tackles like all different kinds of ways uh so i i I think he's got a pretty good shot at it the only reason why i think maybe not is just because their linebacking core is kind of crowded already but you know if he can stand out and you know get starting playing time then i think he's got a pretty good shot at it but i also won't be surprised if i'm wrong because this is kind of a crapshoot but (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely more so than last year i know it was kind of like with Chase Young last year, it made it a bit easier for most people, even though Eric and I didn't go that route. But um, this year, there's definitely no true front runner. So speaking, so now we're going to go over to probably, you know, again, this is going to be if offensive rookie of the year was, you know, the least interesting MVP is probably the most interesting, at least for us, because we all have different picks, um, you know, kind of last year, we were a bit boring. Uh, all of us except Eric took Russell Wilson and Eric took Mahomes. Spoiler alert, he's taking him again. Um, but uh, so I guess I'll go first here with my MVP pick. I am taking Josh Allen, the runner up. Well, I guess not really the runner. Well, it was between him and Mahomes for like second last year behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, but Josh Allen, he really improved last year. And I think it's only going to get better this year. Um, you know, I think he kind of like, I don't know. I think the reason why maybe he didn't finish higher in the MVP voting is because of the fact that he came out of nowhere. You know, when the season started, there was no one saying that Josh Allen was going to, you know, win the MVP. It was all if the Bills were going to do well, it was going to be because of the defense and, you know, Allen not making mistakes. But he came out and lit the world on fire. You know, he was the top fantasy point getter last year, um, if that says anything. So, you know, he's a dual threat quarterback throwing the ball and with his legs, he's got a ridiculous throwing arm. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Some of the throws he makes like it's throws that he can definitely make throws that no one else outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes can make just with that ridiculous arm strength. I mean, you know, he just zips it in there like no one else can. He can throw the deep ball really well because he really just improved his accuracy last year. That was the big thing. You know, he always had the arm. He always had the legs. But his accuracy came a long way. And also, you know, again, now he's not coming out of nowhere. Now we all know who he is. We all know that Josh Allen is a really good quarterback and a real MVP threat. We know the Bills are looking like they're going to be, you know, a force for years to come. 
And I think Allen's going to be, you know, he's really going to get the recognition this year for that. I think, you know, he's going to take the Bills to another division crown. He's going to take them into the playoffs. And, you know, I think more so what helps him over Patrick Mahomes per se is, again, I mean, like, I know obviously he's got Stefan Diggs. But outside of Stefan Diggs, there's no real, like, true superstars on this offense. And I think that helps him over Mahomes because with Mahomes, you know, he's got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And, you know, the KC offense is just, you know, loaded with stars. And I think that hurts him just because it's like, well, you know, obviously he's doing well because, he, you know, he does better than well. But obviously, you know, he's got all these weapons around him and that makes him look really good. I think Allen is going to be, you know, the main force behind this team and the main reason why they're successful. And that's going to be the reason why he's going to win it. Um, but as I've been alluding to, you know, Eric did pick Patrick Mahomes. He, this is going to be the third year in a row now that he's picked Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. So, you know, Eric, he might be sounding like a broken record at this point. But Eric, why is Patrick Mahomes the MVP? Well, obviously, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I, I know you said the Tyree Hill and Kelsey and stuff can hurt him. But to me, it only helps him just because it makes it that much easier for him to get his numbers. And I mean, and the guy is just a superstar, a phenom. I mean, there's no throw this guy can't make. I mean, this guy is just incredible. And I, I was worried about their offensive line after what happened last off season, but I know we've talked about salary cap issues, but somehow they managed to afford to make some big moves on the O line. So their O line is, even better than what it was last year before the injuries that they suffered. I mean, he's got, he's going to have everything he needs and he obviously has all the tools physically. And while he doesn't run as much as Josh Allen, like, you know, he'll scramble and run around a little bit if he needs to, like he will get some rushing yards, probably get a rushing touchdown or two here and there. I mean, I just, my, my main concern for Josh Allen, like watching him on film last year like, like Connor's absolutely right. I mean, he he's a great runner. He can make pretty much every throw. Like, he is a beast. But when watching him, he targeted Stefan Diggs a lot. I mean, and obviously for obvious reason because of how good he is. But I watched him in a lot of plays, and just as soon as he hiked the ball, he's staring down Stefan Diggs, staring down Stefan Diggs. He does that a lot. And I think that teams are going to start to keen in on that more and throw more double teams toward digs and make Josh Allen get somebody else, find another way to be them besides Stefan Diggs. And if Josh Allen's not able to adjust to that, I could see him making more mistakes. Cause like Connor said, he was under the radar. He was unknown last year, but now with everybody knowing who he is and everybody knowing how good he is, he's going to get more attention. So is he going to be able to overcome that and still take that next step and get even better? Or is that going to hinder him? So now if he's able to overcome that, he's got a great chance to, uh, he's got a great chance to win the MVP. But I, I worry about that for him because I was thinking about picking him and going away from Mahomes. But for me, Mahomes is just too good. He's got the best talent around him. I, I don't see, you know, barring, barring injury, I just don't see how he doesn't get it. All right, so I've got Josh Allen, Eric has Patrick Mahomes, Nate, tell us why Baker Mayfield's going to win the MVP award. Yeah, so um, 
Baker is kind of um, partly me wanting to not have uh, the same pick as anybody else. Um, I agree. <laughs> not not that I don't believe in him, but I kind of was like, there's a couple guys I could see winning it, and I was like, I'll, I'll go for the different guy. Um, I like Zach's pick of uh, Kyler Murray, I think. Um, he, he's really going to have a good year this year, but I think Baker also, um, if he's going to have an MVP year, I think this is the year to do it. Um, I think the Browns are coming in with a lot of hype, so he's already got um, like the narrative built in. Like he puts together a few uh, good games, he's definitely gonna, you know, at least on ESPN and all the all that stuff, he'll be, you know, an MVP front runner, quote unquote. Which I mean, that does um, as dumb as it sounds, it, it does matter um, for that kind of awards. So I think if main thing is if his offensive weapons stay healthy all year, I think he could uh, potentially put up. Big numbers. I mean, he looked a lot better as a you know actual quarterback um, last year. He led the team to the um, to the AFC playoffs. Uh, had their best year basically you know ever, um, at least as long <laughs> as we've all been alive. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's um, could be any of those guys, but I think it's definitely uh, shaping up for um, Baker to make a run at it. Yeah, for sure. So. That's all of our MVP picks. Like Nate said, Zach is taking Kyler Murray. So all four of us are different. Nobody taking Aaron Rodgers to repeat his MVP. Um, So that's also going to be interesting because I think he could be in the running too. Um, So we'll see what happens. Definitely a very uh, more open race this year, I think, than in previous years. So now we're going to close the show with our AFC and NFC championship and Super Bowl. So I'll go ahead and start with mine. Um, and we're each just going to go down the line. <clears throat> so I have AFC championship. I have Buffalo against Kansas city. You know, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, most everyone here is going to take Kansas city going to the AFC title game. It's just, you know, it's the same team, right? <laughs> you know, they've, they're two time defending AFC champions. You know, they won the super bowl a couple of years ago. And again, it's the same team. So, and I think I don't really see anyone, um, especially, I don't know if I can see anyone taking them out early in the playoffs Um, because honestly, I think they're going to, they have a good chance to get the number one seed again, just because of that weaker division that they play in. Um, They're not having to go against the teams that Cleveland and Buffalo are having to go against every week. Um, So I think that's the reason why I don't see anyone taking them out early because I I think they're going to have an easy road to the AFC title game. Like they'll probably get to play someone like, I don't know, like, um, Someone, I'm trying, it's hard to think because they'll probably get to play someone like Miami or pot, potentially like, you know, uh, New England in the first round. And I think that's a better matchup for them. They're going to avoid having to play teams like Baltimore and Cleveland early on, in my opinion. Um, so easy road to the AFC title game. I have Buffalo. Obviously, I picked Josh Allen to win the MVP. So um, I think it's going to be a rematch of last year. I do think that Buffalo takes it this time. I think Allen is going to overcome that pressure that Eric was talking about, and he's going to take that next step. So I've got Buffalo winning the AFC title game. NFC title game, I think it's a no-brainer that these two teams should be in it. I mean, we all have this Tampa Bay and L.A. Rams. um, You know, anybody who's not picking Tampa, I think, is not thinking clearly just because this is literally the exact same team as last year that won the Super Bowl. So um, Tampa should easily make the NFC title game and the Rams. I just think they're too stacked for anyone else. Like I could potentially see the 49ers. I could potentially see maybe someone like Arizona or green Bay sticking in there, 
but I think it's easily going to be the Rams and the Buccaneers in this one. Um, I've got the Rams winning this this time just because I think this is going to be, while I still think Tampa Bay is going to be a juggernaut, I think teams are going are gonna to figure them out more. Um, and they're obvi- And I think some of these teams are not going to have the same offensive line problems that KC had. So um, I've got the Rams beating the Buccaneers in this game. And then I have a Super Bowl of Buffalo versus the Rams with the Buffalo Bills. Hopefully this is the year, Dad, that the Buffalo Bills are going to win it for you. And because I'm also excited, I've said this before, if Buffalo goes to the Super Bowl, then I'm going to the Super Bowl because my dad is buying tickets. So, Buffalo, don't let me down. I need you all to win a championship for my dad in his lifetime. So, this is the year the Buffalo Bills take it. And so I'll pass it over to Eric now for his predictions. Yeah, so... I would be happy for you if that happens. Uh, I just, like I mentioned, one of my concerns for Josh Allen, I I don't know if it will. So I have Cleveland and Kansas City in the ASC championship. I mean, I agree with everything Connor said about KC. Pretty good chance they get the one seed, uh, get an easy path here. But then the other team that I think that will come out of it uh, will be Cleveland. I really like uh, their team as a whole. I think they've got a... I like their run game. I like their defense. Uh, I like their weapons. My biggest question, though, with them is Baker Mayfield, actually. Uh, I just – can he, like, pr- truly put it together and help them take that next step? Because, obviously, Cleveland showed they had a good team last year. Uh, but I want to see Baker Mayfield prove it. And so I think that's going to be the difference, though, between them and KC. I trust Mahomes way more than I trust Baker Mayfield. So I'm I'm giving Kansas City the edge here. Uh, like Connor, I have the Rams and Bucks in the NFC Championship game. I know some people might think, well, why come you don't have San Francisco in there because you picked them to win the division? But you know, like I talked about, like in the regular season, I think they'll win some games that they, you know, shouldn't win probably. And I think they can. I do think they have a chance to steal the division. But then the you know shaky quarterback play is going to be what ultimately cost them in a playoff game versus either Tampa Bay or the Rams because both of them just have really good defenses. And so I do, I don't think San Francisco will get to the conference championship game. And I agree with Connor. I think the Rams are going to take it. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford makes the biggest difference for them versus Jared Goff, like Nate was talking about earlier. So I've got the chiefs and the Rams in the super bowl, but I got to give it to the chiefs. I, like obviously like the Jags are my favorite team, but they're just the team that on paper just seems to be like the best on paper every year. And I don't see any Super Bowl hangover for them. I think they're gonna be motivated more than ever. I think they're gonna learn from their mistakes in that Super Bowl uh last year and I think they're gonna get back there and they're gonna take it this year. All right, Nate, give us your predictions. <laughs> Yeah, so I have um, uh, Kansas City and Cleveland making to the AFC Championship and Tampa Bay and the Rams making to the NFC Championship. Uh, On the AFC side of things, um, I think Kansas City is still the best roster in the AFC. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't make it at least deep in the playoffs, you know, barring any major injuries, obviously. Um, And I think Cleveland's the other team that um, I also, you know, could definitely see the Bills making it there. I, I was between the two of them for that other spot. Um, but I'm going to give the edge to Cle- Cleveland just because um, I'm already on the Baker Mayfield, you know, MVP. 
uh, train a little bit there. So <laughs> I'd give them the edge. And I do think um, I, I really wouldn't be surprised um, if it went either way. But I'm kind of just going with like a, a regression to the mean here and saying that uh, Cleveland's going to win uh, that AFC championship game and make it to the um, Super Bowl and uh, come out of the AFC there. And then on the other side, I think um, Tampa is in a good place to repeat. Obviously, they brought back um, all 22 of their starters, which is kind of crazy to think about. And this year, um, Brady has a full year of work with all those guys on that offense. And I think that's going to be a huge thing, hitting the ground week one, um, totally in sync. Um, they're all obviously had a great uh, kind of like bonding experience, you know, winning a championship um, be huge for any group of people. Um, and I think they're all coming back and ready to go. I think hitting the ground week one um, is like a fluid offense instead of um, just hitting that stride like middle to end of the season last year, I think is going to be a uh, killer for them. So if they stay healthy, they could easily take number one seed uh, in the NFC and then get a good, um, you know, favorable playoff matchups and make it to the NFC uh, title game. And obviously the Rams have a stacked roster as well, but I just think Tampa Bay at their best um, can be any team in football right now. And that's why I have them beating, going on to beat the Browns in the Super Bowl there. All right. So then right quickly before we go, I will share Zach's predictions since he's not here. Uh, we got, he's got the same as Nate, uh, basically Cleveland beating KC in the AFC title game and Tampa Bay beating the Rams in the NFC title game. The only difference Zach has is he's got Cleveland winning the Super Bowl this year over Tampa Bay. Um, he, there you go, Cleveland Browns fans. Someone believes in you to finally win a Super Bowl. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. Honestly, I hope it doesn't end up being that matchup. That would be like worst case scenario for me with a division rival and Tom Brady playing each other in the Super Bowl. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week, hopefully with Zach. Um, but we're actually going to be doing a live stream on Sunday. We're going to be doing our Clutch Crew Sports Fantasy League draft, as well as talking about some more NFL, and then our usual episode on Tuesday. So, again, thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Leave us a comment at Clutch Crew Sport if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes or any questions you just want us to answer. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching again. And all for Zach, be clutch. See ya.